0: This time of year, I find to be very peaceful. I come out of our room early in the morning, when it's still dark, and I turn on just the Christmas lights and a little fireplace, and nothing else. And it's quiet, and it's dark outside, but the lights on the tree are just so peaceful. And when I focus on those lights, I can barely see that there's darkness all around. What, what kinds of things bring you peace these days? Is it early in the morning quiet times in your favorite chair? Evening drives to see Christmas lights? Is it after supper conversation that lingers at the table? Where is your focus? Where are you finding peace? For many of us this year, it's been hard to find peace. Even with many people staying at home and us not being out and about, it has still been hard to find peace. And this Christmas season has been difficult, as I've spoken to many people within families, wanting to get together but trying to follow the rules and what happens now, and people on both sides of the issues and there can be a lot less peace than we want within family members, siblings, spouses, neighbors, co-workers. I'm finding this really funny tension. In fact, last week I spoke to someone out in the lobby who said the very same thing. On one side, there is frustration about not being able to gather and sadness about not being with one another. And on the other side, is less gatherings, which really means a more peaceful time with less busyness and less hurry. And although I find even saying those two sentences out loud conflicting, even in my soul, I miss the family, and I have family all around the world spread far. We won't be able to see them. When we're together, it's a crazy, wild, loud, crazy time, but I love it. But at the same time, I love peace. And so there's this odd tension. But into our world, which right now is conflicted and frustrating and people are grieving losses of tradition, of things we enjoy, in comes the Prince of Peace. Born to young teenagers, into a world under Roman law, in the midst of commotion, of a sentence, census, and a lot of travel. Today I'm finishing our Advent series focusing on peace. And I want to start out by reminding us that God sent the Prince of Peace into the world, into our world, knowing that we would really need it. If you have a Bible today and you want to follow along, I'm going to start in Isaiah chapter 9, but uh, the passages will also be up on the screen. I'm going to read four verses, starting at verse 4 of chapter 9, and I want you to listen carefully to the shift that happens between verses 5 and 6. Isaiah 9, starting at verse 4. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, every warrior's boot used in battle, and every garment rolled in blood, He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Isaiah's prophecy was given to Judah at a time when they were feeling pressured to join Syria and Israel to go against Assyria. And Judah was feeling weak. And unable to decide what to do, or was God even with them? Have you ever felt like that? But into that narrative, Isaiah presents the words of a physical baby. Boy, that was to be born. And who would be their savior? He would govern them and he would establish governments. He would be their wonderful counselor, and they needed counsel. He would be their mighty God, and they needed someone to fight for them. He would be their everlasting father. He would never leave and their prince of peace. For Judah, this prophecy was reassuring. Although they were looking for a physical savior, To govern them and make the decisions that they were having trouble making and save them from the armies that were around them. They were hoping this message was for political peace and a savior from their immediate situation. For us, this prophecy tells us that God's plan to send his son into the world was on purpose. This wasn't haphazard. This was God's plan from long before Jesus' birth. He was born into a world of chaos and fear and warring factions. Did you hear that shift from verse 5 to verse 6? The world is chaotic and there's war and there's, there's blood on the boots. And then here is baby Jesus. And let me tell you about his character. He will be called Prince of Peace. I love seeing the opposites there. I confess that too often, I do not focus on the Prince of Peace. I often forget that power of Jesus in me. I don't know if you're similar to me. Too many times I choose to allow fear to swirl in my mind, and it, it, it goes really fast, just swirls out of control. Even a couple, up to a couple of weeks ago, as I was considering a situation and how it would play out, I did not choose to focus on the Prince of Peace. I continue to allow myself to live in fear. The swirling, the thoughts were getting out of control. And now I can be ashamed of that situation and circumstance. I know God doesn't want me to live there either. But He offers peace to you and to me to live into even today, even right now, when the world could feel to you chaotic, frustrating, and warring really on some levels. God provides this peace. He will not force it on us. I really wish he would sometimes. Just give me some peace and sit me down and force it on me. But God doesn't force things on us. He loves us, and he wants us to come to him. What can it mean to anticipate the coming of the Prince of Peace into our world today? What does it mean to live each day knowing that the Prince of Peace is walking with you Just like this prophecy, we need to choose to believe it. We need to live into the truth that the Prince of Peace has been sent to us. And we need to call to him. Don't let our swirling thoughts control us. We need to look for him and seek him. And we will always find him. We will always find him. Emmanuel, God with us. Means that in the midst of all of our circumstances, the swirling thoughts, the frustrations, the family arguments, the, the decisions that seem too hard and overwhelming, the Prince of Peace can still rule in the midst of those things. In the midst of restrictions that continue to mount, it is still possible to have peace in our soul. In the midst of family separation and grief, it is still possible to have peace in our hearts. And in the midst of chaos and presence and little ones running around, it is still possible to have peace in our homes. God sent messages of peace in the midst of upsetting circumstances all over the Christmas story. And if there's ever a time that we need to focus on the peace that can come in the midst of our circumstances, I think it is now. Throughout the Christmas story, we see messages like, do not be afraid, which I think is essentially the same as, peace be with you, shared from the Prince of Peace to people right where they were at. And so today I want to look at three different people, Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds. And I'm going to read passages of their narrative that let you see both sides, the frightening, the terror, the chaos, the fear, and the insert of the Prince of Peace into their situations. If you want to follow along, I'm going to start in Luke chapter one, verses 25 to 35. This is Mary's side of the story, Mary's story. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. then we're going to jump over to Matthew for Joseph's story. Hear how the nervousness and anxiousness and uncertainness is inserted with the Prince of Peace. Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. because he will save people from their sins. Chaos, nervousness, frustration, and enters the Prince of Peace. Well, finally, I want to read a passage about the shepherds and share how they're, I think they probably would have started out with peace, which turned to some fear and some chaos and back to the Prince of Peace. Starting Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flock by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about the child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. Why do you think there are so many do not be afraid statements or do not fear statements in Jesus' birth story? I think it's because God understands our humanity. And anything out of the ordinary or anything out of the regular routine needs to come with a reassuring message of peace. When God asks you to move out of your comfort zone, move a job, change locations, when he encourages you to make a hard decision, that's the right decision to make, we need to hear messages of do not fear or peace be with you. I will give you my peace so that you are able to walk this journey and go through what you're going through, where I'm leading you. See, God did not change the circumstances of Mary Joseph and the shepherds. He didn't make everything easy and suddenly disappear, but he did bring peace into their chaos. Mary was a young, unmarried teenager, and she is to conceive a child by the Holy Spirit. She's asked to carry the son of the Most High. And then she has to travel, pregnant on a donkey, which I've never done, but I imagine that that combination would be exceedingly uncomfortable, and away from her family. And yet God brings her peace, sends an angel with a message of peace in the midst of all those things that seem not right. We would try and correct all of those things. Maybe she should be older. Maybe she should be with her mother. Maybe she should have, you know, ten highly educated midwives. And, and maybe, you know, we could try and undo it and make it, you know, sound perfectly packaged. But God inserts peace with messages of peace into her situation. Joseph, he's unmarried, but his fiance is pregnant. And he has to take her to his ancestral home, which would have brought shame on both of them. And so I can imagine all the swirling. Can you imagine his swirling? I don't know if men swirl like women. I don't know that because I'm not. But the swirling that could have been going on in his mind. But Jesus sends an angel. A prince of peace sends the message of do not fear. Well, the shepherds, they are a lowly bunch. Lowly in society. Generally, people don't even listen to them. Even courts of law would not take their testimony. What a great group to send out, right, with this message of peace and good news. But of course, the Prince of Peace, his message can come through any of us. We don't have to be snazzy or good at talking or dress nice or whatever. We don't need a position to do that. And so the shepherds are minding their own business, maybe (laughs) quietly out in the fields, And here comes this message from the angels, and the message of do not fear, because we have the greatest news to tell you. Often when we're looking for peace in difficult circumstances, we pray, and I do this, I pray that God will just completely change the circumstance. Would you just take away all this frustrating thing? Would Would you take away all the hard decisions? and just, you know, make them for me? Or would you take away these hard people that I don't know how to talk to? Or would you take away this? But I was challenged as I read these statements of do not fear, where Jesus can bring peace in the midst of our circumstances. Yes, sometimes our circumstances are changed, and I will continue to pray for that as well. But to focus on peace in the midst of our circumstances, Sometimes the world tells us that we have to work really hard to find peace, to rid ourselves of everything that might not work out perfectly or everyone that might not fit perfectly in line. But God says, I can bring you peace in the midst of your circumstance. I will teach you how to rely on me for peace. I will teach you how to know that I am always with you, and I will bring you peace. Well, finally, the Prince of Peace... Jesus is born to reconcile us to God. If you've been following along with the BIC Canada's Advent uh, guide, this week we are starting peace. And they describe it this way. We are free to rest in reconciliation with God through Christ and strive to extend peace and grace to others in return. I love that. Reconciliation is a word that Probably you don't uh, use a lot in your uh, regular conversations. I don't use that word a lot. But it means to restore relationship, a state of being resolved or settled with someone. Jesus was born and lived on this earth and died to take the punishment for our sins, to establish a new covenant and our ability to have a personal relationship with Jesus. This is unlike the Old Covenant and the Old uh, Testament, where they had to sacrifice and, and speak through a priest, but we now can talk to God wherever we are in the midst of any of our circumstances. The Asbury Bible Commentary says, Jesus did not bring political peace to the world, but he made it possible for men and women to have peace with God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 and 20 says it this way, All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and then gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed us then to the message of reconciliation, of peace in relationship. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. The Prince of Peace, a little, tiny baby boy, wrapped in strips of cloth, wants to be in relationship with each one of us personally, not just at Christmas time, but always Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus, the Prince of Peace, born as a baby? He loves you so much and he wants to show you his peace and he is drawing you near to him and desires to be in relationship with him. It would be a beautiful way to start the Christmas season if today you made a decision to invite the Prince of Peace into your life to those of us who already have a relationship with Jesus. Are we sharing and spreading the good news of this peace? Are we working to be in the ministry of reconciliation as Second Corinthians shares? Or do we live in a state of fear and chaos and confusion, missing the focus of Christmas? Today as we uh, close this part of the service, we're going to close with a special focus on the Prince of Peace reconciling us to God through the celebration of communion. It's a beautiful way to shift our focus from grief and chaos and frustration into Jesus, Son of the Most High, Prince of Peace. Let us be people of peace, reconciling, uh, sorry, recognizing that God sent the Prince of Peace to us so that as we live in his kingdom here on earth, we can partake of and then share that peace and good news with everyone around us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending us your son as a baby to bring not only the news of your peace but actual peace within each one of us. Would you help us to keep our focus on your peace Help us to seek you when the world around us is swirling with chaos and frustration. And we want to join you in sharing the ministry of reconciliation and sharing your good news with those around us. Would you give us courage to join you in this ministry of sharing peace and grace to other people? And as we focus today on your sacrifice, would you fill us with your peace and your promises and help us this week to keep the Prince of Peace as our focus. In your name I pray, amen.